Hello, Geeking Cannabis fans, and welcome to another episode of Geeking Cannabis. Whether you're watching this in the morning or at night or maybe in the afternoon, welcome and thank you for joining. Go ahead and find yourself a comfy position. This is going to be a half hour episode. Or if you're driving in the car, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for wanting to fill your time with listening to this podcast while you're doing something else that is productive. My name is Lillian, and thank you so much for joining. I just want to put a little disclaimer out there because I, although I am a student at the Cleveland School of Cannabis, I don't get everything perfect. I make sure to research my own information and something new that I'm starting to do is I'm making sure that any information that I get that is not from the school, I'm going to be putting into the descriptions of each episode. So if you would like to go and see where I'm getting my information from, I'll have the links in the descriptions of each individual episode. So thank you so much. I do my best to make sure that my research is factual, but that doesn't mean that everything is perfect. I'm still a student. I am still learning. I'm doing my absolute best to make sure that I'm giving you guys the absolute best. So one more thing to remember is that everything I'm saying on here is not a recommendation for you to do. What I'm saying on here is the information that I have learned. It's just to inform you guys on what cannabis is about. If it's good, if it's bad, should you use it? Should you not? That is up to you. And like I've said multiple times, if you've been watching this podcast, following along, is that you want to make sure you are speaking with your doctor and seeing what is right for you specifically, because every single person is different. Everything that somebody needs is going to be completely different from the next. Somebody may have MS. Somebody have may, may have anxiety. That's going to be two different terpenes. That's going to be two different strains. But make sure that you are keeping a cannabis journal. And without further ado, let's get started on to cannabis sustainability. So cannabis is sustainable, you might ask? Well, I'm more so talking about hemp, which has minimal amounts of CBD and THC. Hemp, if you did not know, is known to have about 50,000 different uses. Yes, you heard that right. 50,000 different uses. So, you know, the plastic pollution that we are dealing with in America. I mean, it didn't used to be that bad from the 50s to the 70s. We only had a small amount of plastic that was produced. So plastic waste back then was pretty manageable. But then once we get to the 1990s, we have plastic waste that had tripled in two decades. So we went from the 50s and 70s to only a small amount of plastic to more than tripled in two decades. So that seemed kind of ridiculous. But then once we got to the early 2000s, our output of plastic waste rose more in a single decade than it had in the previous 40 years. That seems even more ridiculous. But when you realize that today we produce about 300 million tons of plastic waste every year, 300 million tons of plastic waste. That's nearly equivalent to the weight of it, the entire human population. What are we doing? We are not, we're not using our resources wisely. And plastic does not break down easily. It is not good for the environment when it goes into the water and the sea animals that are eating the plastic and dying. I don't think animals are supposed to eat plastic. We don't even eat plastic. That So... The frustrating part about this is we are using a product that is not sustainable for our earth. My cousin Rachel 
is making making an eco block with plastic which if none of you know what an eco block is it's where you take a plastic bottle and you cut up more plastic into tiny tiny pieces it takes forever to do but if you have the time do it because then you can turn it in i can't remember where she says she turns her eco block into but she ends up turning it into a facility that will take that plastic eco block and actually use it so we're reusing our plastic and I mean, that's not really heard of because usually you hear of plastic just being burned or yes, depending on the type of plastic it is, it can be recycled. But it's interesting because a lot of people don't know what different plastics can be recycled and they also don't know where to go to recycle or if they're recycling in the right place because there are different numbers on each of the plastic bottles and some you can recycle if it has the recycling sign and some you have to be very specific about how you recycle. So on PlasticOceans.org they go over the seven different types of common plastics that are in our society today. The first type is polyethylene terphthalate, PET or PETE. This is one of the most commonly used plastic. It's lightweight, strong, especially transparent, and is often used in food packaging and fabrics. So like polyester. So some examples are beverage bottles, food bottles, jars, salad dressings, peanut butter, honey, etc. and polyester clothing or rope. So there's also high density polyethylene, HDPE. It's collectively the most common plastic in the world, but it's classified into three types. High density, low density, and linear low density. High density polyethylene is strong and resistant to moisture and chem chemicals, which makes it ideal for cartons, containers, pipes, and other building materials. So some examples are milk cartons, detergent bottles, cereal box liners, toys, buckets, park benches, and rigid pipes. The third type is polyvinyl chloride, PVC or vinyl. This is a hard, rigid plastic that is resistant to chemicals and weathering. It makes it desired for building and construction applications, but it does not conduct electricity and it makes it common for high-tech applications such as wires and cable. It's also widely used in medical applications because it is impermeable to germs. So PVC is the most dangerous plastic to human health known to leach dangerous toxins throughout its entire life cycle. So lead, dioxins, vinyl chloride. So some examples are plumbing pipes. Oh, interesting. It's toxic throughout its entire life cycle, and yet we use it in plumbing pipes. Who thought that was a good idea? It's used with credit cards. Also, who thought putting <laughs> lead into credit cards, something that we use every single day. Who thought that was smart? Human and pet toys. Oh, so we're going to give our children lead. Okay. Rain gutters. Teething rings. IV fluid bags. Okay. Again, IV fluid bags, something that someone needs that is vital to them if they are having, let's say, an overdose and they need their IV bag dripped to them. Okay, so we're gonna <laughs> give them lead. All right, that makes a lot of sense. 
medical tubing, and oxygen masks. Now, I'm sure I'm being overdramatic, but the fact that this article is saying that polyvinyl chloride is one of the most toxic plastics to human health, I mean, come on. And we're using it for important things like plumbing pipes and credit cards and human and pet toys and rain gutters, teething rings for babies, IV fluid bags and medical tubing and oxygen masks. I mean, come on. There has to be something else that we can use that is not toxic. I mean, these companies make tons of money. I mean, they would make even more money if their product is sustainable because that's what consumers want nowadays. They would make a hell of a lot more money making things that are that is not toxic. I mean, at the end of the day, if you think about it, if if the, if big companies are making products that are toxic for us, then the medical companies are going to make more money because there are going to be more medical problems from humans because they are touching things that are toxic. So over time, we are going to develop ailments that could kill us. And so we go to the hospital and they take care of us and they make more money in the long run. There is a lot of examples in this throughout our society. And sometimes it makes me wonder if that's on purpose. I mean, this plastic that is going into the environment, yes, it's not good, but at the end of the day, who has to pick it up? The person who's getting paid for it. And I know that's not a good example of that, but at the end of the day, it makes you wonder, like, is there a double motive behind the things that we're doing? Because why would we use polyvinyl chloride, which is the most dangerous plastic to human health, and it's known to leach toxins throughout its entire lifetime like why do we use something like that that does not make any sense we are at the point of where technology is so advanced i mean we're literally going to mars yes that is a lot of rich people that are going to mars but still the fact is we have the capability to go to mars we are creating nanotechnology we are literally at the highest amount of technology we'll ever have. And I mean, 30 years, we'll say the same exact thing. Where Our fourth type is low density polythene, LDPE. It's a softer, clearer, and more flexible version of HDPE. It's often used as a liner inside beverage cartons, and it's used in corrosion resistant surfaces and other products. So some examples are plastic cling wrap, sandwich and bread bags, bubble wrap, garbage bags, grocery bags, and beverage cups. The fifth type is polypropylene, PP. This is one of the most durable types of plastic. It takes more heat resistance than some others, which makes it ideal for things such as food packaging and food storage that's made to hold hot items or be heated itself. So when you think of that freezer food that you get, And it has that plastic over the top and it says, oh yeah, you can bake this in the oven. I don't think that putting plastic in the oven is safe, but they've made products that make it safe. So go ahead and do it. It's to your own discretion. But it is the PP is a storage that's made to hold hot items or be heated itself. It's flexible enough to allow for mild bending, but it retains its shape and strength for a long time. So some examples are straws, bottle caps, prescription bottles, hot food containers, packaging type, disposable diapers, and DVD CD boxes. Another type, and I think you'll guess this from a name of it, is polystyrene, PS or styrofoam. 
who would have guessed? Polystyrene. Styrofoam. It's better known as styrofoam. This rigid plastic is a low cost and insulates very well. I don't know if anyone has hid inside of a styrofoam box. You probably haven't. They're not that big. But your food has definitely hid inside of the box while you're taking it home from a fast food joint or from a restaurant, whether it is your leftovers or the meal itself. It is a staple in the food and packaging and construction industries. So like PVC, polystyrene is considered to be a dangerous plastic. Oh, and we use it for our food. Great. It can easily leach harmful toxins such as styrene, a neurotoxin, which can easily then be absorbed by food and thus ingested by humans. Why do we use this? Another question. Just like we're using toxic polyvinyl chloride, which we use for a lot of different things that we actually need, like we mentioned earlier, we use polystyrene for cups, takeout food containers, shipping and product packaging, egg cartons, culture and building insulation. Why do we think this is a good idea? Again, we could use other products that are better for the environment and also are not toxic. So if you think about hemp boxes, that's way better for you and for the environment, quite frankly. It can decompose. It doesn't have toxic waste. But yet we continue to use these products that have toxic wastes and is not good for the environment, nor us using them. It's, it really boggles my mind. So the seventh type is other. And literally, it just says other. It's an option. It's a category that is a catch-all for other types of plastic. Oh, great. So other plastic that we're just not going to give a name to, just other. Okay. So eyeglasses, baby and sport bottles, electronics, CD, CDs and DVDs, lightning fixtures, and clear plastic cutlery. So... All of these plastics, it really gives me a headache. Did you know that they have hemp plastic made? They can make hemp plastic. So you're thinking, okay, well, what kind of products can hemp plastic be made for? Because there are so many uses that plastic is for. Well, according to Way of Leaf, which also from my classes, and if you're in school and you are getting your sustainability degree. I know that's not the exact name for it, but if you're getting a de degree that works in sustainability, I believe you have learned about hemp. I know Rachel has. She is going to a very pristine school for her environmental food science and sustainable agriculture degree. So she has actually learned about hemp. It was pretty interesting because I'm learning about hemp in my cannabis classes and she's learning about hemp throughout her degree. And we've gone back and forth and talked about how hemp is sustainable. And plastic is just one of the many ways. So I know that all the different pl plastics that we talked about, not all of them are bad for the environment. But at the end of the day, do we really want plastic on our earth? I mean, come on. If we could use a product that is clean, sustainable, renewable, and ecological, wouldn't it make more sense to use that instead of something that takes an estimated 450 years to decompose in a landfill? 400, approximately 450 years to decompose. That seems a little excessive. That's more than our lifetime. I mean, literally like five times our lifetime. The average lifespan is 73 years. Well, we won't even live to see plastic decompose. I mean, if we start changing now, imagine 
in 450 years from now, imagine what it would be like to have a plastic-free world. Can you imagine it? I have a hard time because I think plastic will always be part of our environment. It just depends on how it's made. Like hemp plastic is still an option, but the nice part about hemp plastic is that it biodegrades and it takes about three to six months. So would you rather have a product that takes 450 years to decompose or would you rather have a product that takes three to six months? I know that I would much rather have something that decomposes in three to six months. I know that that's still not ideal, but that's way better than something that's going to live on our earth longer than we will. And I think one of the coolest things about hemp plastic is that it has the possibility to recycle indefinitely. Indefinitely. And it isn't made from fossil fuels, which means it does not produce CO2 as it decomposes. Oh yeah, that plastic that we have that takes 450 years to decompose, when it's decomposing, it's also creating CO2, which is not good because we already have a ton of CO2 going up to our ozone, destroying that layer and letting more sunlight onto this earth, which is just going to end up causing another ice age, which I don't think anybody wants to go through an ice age because it'll be very, very difficult to survive. Some of you may not believe in global warming, but believe me when I say that the earth is always going to take care of itself. It doesn't care who is living on the earth. It doesn't care what's going on, what's happening. If the earth starts heating up, it will make itself freeze in order to preserve itself, preserve its life. That's just the way the world works. So if we get way too hot with the ozone layer being decomposed and the sunlight coming on, beating down on the earth, and we are seeing weather changes right now, and that's a part of global warming. If we have another global ice age, it's not going to be good. I mean, the last one that we had, there was up to two kilometers or one mile thick of ice. And that was about 20,000 years ago, and approximately 97% of Canada was covered by ice. That is literally insane. But, I mean, here's the problem at, with everything at the end of the day is like can hemp actually replace plastic according to way of leaf the short answer is no and this is because we have lost time in research on hemp and cannabis itself because they thought that oh my god hemp is bad for the longest time hemp can't even get you high if you take hemp it's pretty much like a vitamin because there are low amounts of cbd and low amounts of thc the legal amount of hemp with thc which is different than Europe, by the way. Europe is 0.02%. 2% of THC cannot be in hemp for it to be legal. And in America, it's 3% or 0.03%. Which, I mean, we can't even sell our hemp to Europe. Unless if it has less than their amount, which is 2%. So... We have lost a lot of time and research on hemp. And so now that it's illegal for industrial hemp and research researchers can finally take a grab at it, it is going to take time to finally and fully develop plastic hemp that can replace all types of plastic that is flexible or has tensile strength. So we're not exactly there yet, but at the end of the day, if we keep putting research into hemp products, I mean, we've already made hemp products, hemp plastics that decompose. Imagine what we could do with more research, more money put into the research, more time and effort and different big companies actually trying 
to switch to something that is more sustainable than using the plastic that they currently do. For those of you who know Irving Berlin, anything you can do, anything you can do, I can do better. Okay, well that applies for hemp and plastic. Anything plastic can do, hemp can do better. And it just is going to take time and effort to make sure that we are using our hemp plastic to its fullest capabilities. It's just going to take research. And that's where it doesn't, it can't just be a consumer level change. It needs to be these big companies that are changing as well. Because at the end of the day, us consumers can only do so much. It's up to the big companies to really make a difference and to make a change. And with Biden and his goal of by 2030, having greenhouse gas pollution reduction target aimed at creating good paying union jobs and securing U.S. leadership on clean energy technologies. That's from the White House. If he is able to make the United States greener by 2030 that is nine years from now imagine how much research on hemp we could get in nine years that we could replace plastic with hemp plastic i'm sure by then we will have enough people researching because they have to switch so these bigger companies that are creating toxic plastics they have to switch what they are using their materials to say maybe hemp because hey it's sustainable it is biodegradable it's good for the environment. Even when you're growing hemp, and this is what we're about to get into, is it helps create more topsoil. You can, if you do not use all of the hemp plant, actually recycle it and turn it into compost and use it for the ground. It's high in nutrients. Hemp isn't only nutritional for the ground, but it's also nutritional for us. We can take nutritional supplements from hemp, not to mention hemp seeds. Have you ever had them before? Well, Hemp contains omega-6 and omega-3. It's similar to foods like chia seeds and flax seeds. I like consuming chia seeds, flax seeds, hemp seeds, walnuts, pecans, and almonds in a yogurt that I make with strawberries and blueberries. So good, so good for you. Hemp seeds are also a great source of vitamin E and minerals such as phosphorus, potassium, sodium, magnesium, sulfur, calcium, iron, and zinc. What else can hemp seeds do? Well, you can make a hemp oil that has no THC, no CBD. It's rich in omega-3 and 6, and you can use it with cooking as a moisturizer, top coal, and as a daily health supplement. Hemp is edible. You can use it in your food like we talked about. You can use it as a nutritional supplement. You could even use it in body care products or if you are into making essential oils, you could use it for that too or even as a medicine. I mean that ties in with nutritional supplements a little different but you can use hemp in medicines. That's crazy. I mean there's even more uses for hemp. I mean remember what I was saying at the beginning? There are 50,000 different uses of hemp 50,000 and we're not even we're not even close to how many uses hemp has but I mean did you know that the first written copy of the Declaration of Independence but just so you know it was the rough draft it was made out of hemp paper and funny enough the rough draft of the Declaration of Independence has lasted longer than the official document itself it's in better condition so who would have known? Hemp paper. Well, it is part of the future. You can make newspapers, books, paper towels, napkins, paper plates. I mean, come on. Anything paper can do, hemp can do better. Now, I challenge you because our 
bigger corporate companies are not doing this, I challenge you to go out and to find specific hemp products like paper products and don't buy them from where you always do. Say you get your paper products from Walmart. How about go to Greenfield Paper Company? They're located in San Diego, California, and they've been making hemp products since 1992 for paper specifically. So they use 25% hemp and 75% recycled paper to make these hemp papers. Or maybe you like the Tree Free Hemp Paper Company even more. Just go out there and find a paper company hemp, specifically hemp paper company, that you align with. You go out there, you buy the hemp paper from them, and you're helping save the environment one piece of hemp paper at a time. Not to mention the fiber that is used to make the hemp paper. The cultivation of the hemp fiber alone uses a tenth of the water used in cotton plantation farming. And it also produces twice as much fiber. So you can produce way more hemp with way less water for rope, paper, textiles, shoes, clothing, diapers, anything cotton can do, hemp fiber can do better. There are different types of hemp fibers. There's based hemp fiber, which kind of looks like a tan strings of what would be turned into a rope. There's refined hemp fiber, which looks gray and kind of like steel wool, but it's not that. It's just gray and has strings and cottonized hemp which obviously looks like cotton but it's hemp did you know that originally levi strauss offered jeans made out of hemp and now they are they after they got rid of that they are now offering jeans made of 30 percent hemp and 70 percent cotton thanks to a breakthrough technology they developed that makes hemp as soft as cotton. Wow. I mean, come on. Just as we get further into the future, there will be better ways to create this hemp product that can be used for absolutely anything. Literally, even our clothes. And it'll be so soft, hopefully even softer than cotton. We'll see as technology develops, though. Within the next five years, Levi plans to have their clothing made out of 100% of hemp. Amazing. So we're already planning on in the future the near future, having clothing that is 100% made out of hemp with Levi leading the way. So hopefully all these other companies, once Levi finally figures out how to make clothing 100% with hemp that is just as soft as cotton, hopefully these other companies will jump on board and say, hey, this is more sustainable, this is cheaper. I mean, all the hemp fiber, hemp farmers that we have in America, they're just literally wasting their hemp because they have way too much of it that they don't know what to do with it. So big corporations, why don't you go ahead and partner with these hemp companies that have more hemp than is even good for them? Literally, they just end up throwing it out. That's that's a waste of hemp. We can't just waste our hemp. These farmers are changing from growing hemp because they have too much that there's too much supply, not enough demand. So once we start changing this process of all these different clothing companies to use 100% hemp, it's going to be better for the environment and all these hemp farmers will finally be able to put their hemp to good use. Clothing is not the only thing that hemp can do. Like we said, there are over 50,000 different uses of hemp and one of them is building materials. You can make hempcrete, hemp insulation, hemp wool carpet matting. So you can literally make a hemp house. Not to mention that the first hemp car was made by Henry Ford. Yes, in 1941, after 12 years of research, Henry Ford showcased his ultimate product, the hemp car. 
How cool is that? An entire car made out of hemp. I mean, we can build houses out of hemp. We can even build cars out of hemp. Why don't we do that? I have no idea. Well, actually, I do. It was the oil companies back in the day. Remember DuPont? Remember that history episode? Go back to the first season. If you don't remember the history episode, go back and watch it. You'll hear about DuPont and how they had their non-renewable resources and how they ended up taking over the economy for the United States. Yes, I mean, coal was already a big thing back then and there's a lot of money in it, but Henry Ford found a way that was renewable and sustainable and they didn't go with it because you could make more money using things that are non-renewable. So Henry Ford made this hemp car and did you know that the hemp car could actually run off of hemp oil, hemp fuel, or vegetable oil? That's crazy. That's so cool, too, that we have something that is not running off of fossil fuels. I mean, I remember when I was younger and we had to do a project that was like, draw your own car. What does it run off of? If I could create a car, I would have it run on air. How cool would it be that your car takes in the CO2 and it exhales oxygen? I think there'd be way more oxygen than we would ever even need. We probably wouldn't even need trees anymore, which, hey, we will always need trees. Always. What would you do without a tree? I have no idea. I like hugging trees. In all seriousness, though, although hemp can replace a lot of what trees do, trees are still important for the ecosystem and for the environment. So we do need to make sure that we're keeping trees. We can't just say, okay, we're going to make a car that runs on CO2 and produces oxygen. Now we don't need trees. No, that's just me saying strange things and making sure that you all are still paying attention. Well, thank you so much for watching another episode of Geeking Cannabis. That's a lot of cannabis and sustainability. Hemp can do a lot for our environment and it is, I think, the future. I think we do need more research on hemp and the different plastics that can be created. I think we need to push large corporations to use these more sustainable products. I mean, although there is the bill created by Biden that is supposed to make us greener. At the end of the day, how green can we get? There will always be shortcuts that are going to be taken. There will always be companies who like their profit. But at the end of the day, we only have one earth. One earth that we can mess up. And why would you mess up the only thing that you're living on? Sure, there's Jeff Bezos and all these other rich people who are trying to go to Mars. But how are you going to live on Mars if you don't have your supplies on earth. Yes, they will find a way. There will be a way. If there is a will, there is a way. And I have a will to make this earth more sustainable. And I hope you do too. And I hope that's why you're listening to this episode. So go ahead, make sure that you're researching what you can do for the environment. There are so many things that we don't even think about every single day that we could be doing to make this earth a better place. So go out there, do your research, be a friendly civilian, be a loving earth lover, and stay geeking, geeking cannabis fans.